I just felt like since I was doing everything completely natural that I was just gonna, I really just wanted to see what my body would do naturally because I really have never seen it do its thing, you know, without any kind of help. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Do you remember episode 134 with Kelly Ingram, where she was super reluctant to be planning her first home birth after five lovely hospital epidural births? Well, we've got an update for you, baby. Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 140 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this week we're catching back up with Kelly to hear exactly how her home birth story went down, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. I am so proud of Kelly. Now, before we jump into her story, I would love to thank our reviewer of the week, Sammy Neblett, who wrote a treasure in the sea of fear-based birth content. This is such an uplifting, empowering podcast. Pregnant women are bombarded with negativity and fear about birth, but the stories shared here show that birth can be powerful and beautiful and transformative. Even if you don't want a home birth, this podcast will help you go into your experience with the most positive mindset possible. Sammy, thank you so much for taking the time to write this review. If you would email me at caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I would love to send you a Happy Home Birth Podcast sticker. And hey, if you're enjoying this show, would you help me spread the word? Leave a review, share on your Instagram stories, tell your neighbor. All of it is so helpful and so meaningful. I've noticed a few people lately sharing what they're doing as they listen, and I'm loving it. Thank you all so much for your support. Okay, let's jump in. Please remember that the opinions of my guests may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. And this show is not meant to prescribe or treat. It's an educational tool, so continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. Kelly, I am so excited to have you back on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you so much for coming back. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to tell our story. I cannot believe how amazing it is that we were able to uh, meet up last time and talk about your preparation for having your happy home birth. And here you are, you have successfully done it. So for all of those listeners who maybe have started listening between then and now, um, I would recommend that you go listen to episode 134 a reluctant home birth, but Kelly, let's just give them a brief kind of synopsis from your perspective. What was our last episode about? What kind of state of mind were you in when we were preparing back then? So we recorded when I was, I wish I knew exactly how many weeks I was, um, probably in the twenties somewhere, maybe I need to look back. Um, but very, a very reluctant is the good word. I was very um, scared. I actually was pretty terrified of the whole situation. Um, And like I said on that last episode, I wasn't scared of my safety or the baby's safety. I knew I was in really good hands, um, but I have had five births in a hospital with really good epidurals. And so um, my fear came in with just knowing um, the pain that was coming. And um, that's, that's where I was. I mean, I really could tell you, like, I would have said that was probably one of the scariest things I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Just deciding like, okay, I'm just going to not have that <laughs> this yep. time. And I had considered home birth um, with my um, fifth biological child. So if you haven't listened to the other episode, um, we have, we now have eight children, uh, six biological and two adopted. But with my fifth biological child, um, I did consider having a home birth, but just didn't. And um 
And then this time COVID and all the restrictions, hospital restrictions really is what pushed me um, to, to do it at home because I wanted my family around me. So, Right. Yeah. That was such a big shift to have to make. Um, I really just admired that about you. The fact that it was like, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know that I'm super wanting to do this, but my desire for my family to be involved is so strong that I'm, I'm going to do it. That's just, oh, that's such a mother's love. That was incredible of you. And the way I want to start this episode out is kind of talking about what happened between that episode. And we recorded, I think we actually recorded in May at some point. So between May and August, what did you do? What, how were you preparing? And then I'd like to focus on how you felt before you actually went into labor. Um, like mentally or physically? Okay. Well, both. (laughs) Okay. Um, you know, preparation wise, um, I will, I do want to say that I took your course and, um, and it was really great. It, I loved the middle part where it talked about birth and labor. And, um, so that was a great preparation for me. And so if anybody listening to this is considering your course, they should, they should do it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, so professional, so well done. I know you spent a lot of time on it and um, so much information, so much good stuff and understanding how your body works and the natural order of things. So um, that was one thing I did. Really, honestly, um, I, I, I don't know. I didn't really read a lot of books. I didn't really, honestly, I didn't read any books about natural home birth. I, I started listening to Ina May's um, book on audio like a long time ago, but I never finished it. Um, I, I think I just was like, this is going to be hard no matter what. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I will say one of the things that I did different this pregnancy was I went to the chiropractor. Oh yeah. Really wanted me to do that. Um, I have had really bad back pain in the middle of my back every pregnancy. And I know, I know when it's coming, it starts around 36 weeks and for like the next month, it's just, terrible. I can't sleep. There's nothing, there's nothing I can do to relieve it. Um, and this time I consistently went to my chiropractor and I did not have that pain. And I started having it a little bit and it went away. And I, I really don't know what else to say other than prayer and chiropractic Mm -hmm. care. Yep. (laughs) Prayer and chiropractic care. That would make a great coffee mug. Isn't that a good hashtag? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So um, really those, you know, the chiropractic care was kind of the the only difference this time. I was on my feet a lot more, um, actually, which is kind of funny. Um, This pregnancy, I really tried to stay more active. Not really. I didn't have an exercise plan. Um but with seven other children and, um, a fa- we have, you know, a little farm here, um, and just taking care of all the animals and, um, it really kept me and gardening and all of that. It really kept me on my feet. And, you know, didn't I see that you guys just got a new cow? <laughs> yeah, so we did. We got a new heifer for my daughter cause she's doing oh. a, um, a heifer project with the 4-H club. And then, our our cow calfed right before I had our baby so yeah it was so fun so with that you know I was um really on my feet up until the very end and I will tell you um as far as how I was feeling you know I had our first baby when I was 26 and then um I feel like your first pregnancy like you you just have a lot more pep in your step. <laughs> so I would say that pregnancy was very different from all the other ones, but you know, the second time you, you feel it a little bit more. Um, 
I would say that this pregnancy was, that was 10 years ago when I had my second pregnancy. I would say that I felt just about the same as I did 10 years ago and I'm 10 years older and have had, you know, at now, you know, six biological children. And so, you know, I'm just so thankful um, to say that like, just because you you're older or you've had a lot of babies doesn't mean that like you feel worse every time. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I know, you know, maybe it's different for everybody, but that's been my experience or was this time. So. Yeah, that's very comforting. And I do feel like just the way that we are able to take care of ourselves, your decision to see a chiropractor, you know, your ability to stay more mobile, those things can be so beneficial in, in keeping your body, you know, and in a place where it's not just like dragged down. Yeah. Um, I, I felt good, you know, I, I really felt good up until the very end. So right. I was very thankful. Oh, that's amazing. And so, okay, let's talk about before labor began, what place were you in mentally? So when we left off, like I said, it was, and like you said, it was very, reluctant. You were scared about pain management, about coping. Where were you mentally as you, as you approached labor? Okay. Well, let me just start, start with this part of the story because it might not seem like it has a point, but it kind of does at the end. So, (laughs) so we, um, started, we have, um, a screen porch off the side of our house and it's attached, but we decided back in the spring that we wanted to close it in and make it another, like another living space for our family because like we've gotten a lot bigger since we built this house three years ago. Um, So my husband decided that he wanted to do it himself. Um, We ordered our (laughs) windows And they took 17 weeks to come in. Um, So they were supposed to be here in like 10 to 12 weeks. So we were like, when we ordered them, we were like, we'll have this room done before the baby. Like everything will be perfect. You know, like I'll have all my ducks in a row. And um, I felt really great about that, you know? Mm -hmm. So kept the the windows kept taking forever like we keep getting updates they're still delayed still delayed finally like literally two weeks before my due date we get a phone call windows are in so my husband's like okay like we now now it's go time because we've done everything in the room that we could do without windows um so we got the windows. I mean, and he was just, you know, every moment that he had free was working on that room. Mm-hmm. Um, got the windows in, got the tile in, got the, he ended up, there was no shiplap um, in stock. So Trey ended up making shiplap for me. Oh my word. He's a good man. Um, he made it himself and put it all up. Um, I was up till, you know, two o'clock most nights, um, you know, and I'm 38 weeks pregnant and we're just, tr- it was, it was a race to the finish mm-hmm. to, um, and, and you might think, well, why did you need to finish that room before the baby was born? Well, once we got going, I was like, Hey, my midwives agreed with me too. Um, this room would be a beautiful space to have the baby in. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, Trey, I mean, like, you should, we should have the baby in there. And he's like, oh gosh. Okay. So, um, he, he was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish it. And, um, you know, I, I said in our last, uh, recording that I actually had taken the midwives cocktail, um, with my last baby and people were like, you know, why aren't you going to take it? You know? And, and this time I really just felt really different. I I felt like I wasn't that uncomfortable. Um, 
my last one was ended up, she was almost 10 pounds. And so she was just really big and I was in a lot of pain that last time. So this baby that I just had isn't, wasn't quite as big. So that probably made a big difference in how I felt. Um, but I didn't feel like rushed. I didn't feel in a hurry. And I also was like, this room that I want to give birth in is not ready yet. <laughs> it's not time. I mean, the lighting is going to be great. And mm-hmm. this is perfect. And, um, you know, cause I, I had a photographer coming and I just had it in my head the way I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just felt like since I was doing everything completely natural that I was just gonna, I really just wanted to see what my body would do naturally because I really have never seen it do its thing, you know, without any kind of help. Um, So all of that has, so now we're, so now we're at, you know, okay, I gave birth on the 7th. Um, but my due date was the sixth. Well, on the fifth, we went to Ikea and got all the stuff we that we knew we needed. Of course we did. <laughs> I know. It's kind of crazy, but. <laughs> I love it. Um, so on the fifth, we did that. On the sixth, we were home. I was putting together furniture with my kids um, and my, my, my babysitter and we got that room completely ready on the sick. Okay, <laughs> wow. This is really funny. My midwife, her, her apprentice was like, Kelly, as soon as you get that room ready, I bet you'll go into labor. <laughs> and was like, I don't know that. I mean, probably not, but, um, but literally that night of the sixth, I started having contractions. Oh boy. And so yes. <laughs> yeah. So like literally like we're sitting in the new room on the furniture, like it's perfect. It's done. Um, other than like a door that we have to replace, but like that didn't matter. Cause we have a door there to, you know, to enclose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, it was like, we, we did it. Like we're finished, you know, like I'm ready to have the baby. I had checked off all the, bo- like all the things that I wanted to do and needed to do. Um, and we were, we, we had reached the end. Uh, so I felt really good. And yeah, like I said, I started having regular contractions um, that evening. Oh, wow. So what, so you felt good. Were you at this point more, I don't know, accepting of what was to come with labor or did you still feel a bit nervous about it? How are you feeling about that? Hey mamas, I'm going to interrupt for just a second to let you know that I have a totally new, totally free home birth guide for you. It's called the top eight home birth resources checklist, and it is full of clickable links that will take you to the best podcast episodes, educational resources, and classes regarding home birth in order to get you ready for this life altering experience. Want in? Just head to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash top eight to get your hands on it. Okay, back to the episode. Of course, I was nervous. Of course, I was scared. I, you know, I mean, I probably told Trey, like, at least every other day, I'm really scared about this. Like, I'm really, I'm really scared about this. (laughs) And he would just say, like, Kelly, you can do it. Like, you're going to be okay. You're, you can do it. Stop worrying about it. You know, um, he's just a very optimistic person anyway, and always, you know, has a positive outlook, but yeah, I mean, I was still scared. I was still just as scared, but I was ready. I was ready to meet the baby and, you know, I was, had reached my due date. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I felt still the same. Right. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay. So you start feeling these contractions that night and what happens? I mean, you know, you're all, I feel like you're always kind of in denial. Like that's probably, it's probably just 
whatever, you know, but they were, I had been doing like a lot of hard work the day before that getting, I mean, I was putting together furniture. I was lifting stuff. Honestly, that night, um, I'm sorry, not the day before that day I had put the furniture together that day. As I was doing all that later in the afternoon, I did start to feel um, a lot more pressure, which is interesting. Now I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was my body was ready, you know, um, just a lot of more pressure. And then the contractions started and they were about uh, every nine minutes and they were not like Braxton Hicks. And I know a lot about Braxton Hicks because I have them in every pregnancy starting at about 20 weeks. So, um, you know, I'm used to that, but this was different. And um, so I, you know, they were uncomfortable, but pretty short lived. Um, and then I decided, okay, I need to go to sleep. And we went, we went to bed and went to sleep and I actually got a pretty good night's sleep. Um, I slept through a lot of it. Um, so that tells you that it wasn't that intense quite yet. Um, it's interesting that I was able to get a good, a good rest. I felt like relatively it was a good rest. Um, as soon as I woke up, though, they were, they started up again and, you know, more consistent, um, every nine minutes on the dot. Like it was amazing to me to, to see that, um, I tracked it all on my phone. You know, I would go in and just on my, in my notes, just write, you know, type in the time, um, of each contraction. And it was nine minutes pretty much every time apart. Sometimes they'd be closer. Um, but they were really short contractions. They were pretty like, you know, I felt it coming and then, you know, you kind of have the, the height of it and it was really pretty quick and doable, felt really doable. Um, so, uh, that continued throughout the morning, you know, around lunchtime. Um, I noticed, that I needed to go to the bathroom a lot more, which was interesting too. It was like my body preparing itself on its own, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I didn't really have much of an appetite that whole day. I would really hardly ate anything. I did try to drink water. Um, and the timeline would be about, I'm trying to remember, exactly what time it was, but, um, I would say six o'clock, maybe, um, I got to the point where I was so, the contractions were so intense. Um, I think I was still a little bit in denial with, you know, them being nine minutes apart, but they were getting stronger and I don't think I really realized how long they were lasting because I, I texted my midwife and was like, all right, so, um, what, what is, what is active labor and what is, you know, not. And, and she was like, well, anything that is less than a minute long, if you're having really short contractions, like you're, you're not quite in active labor yet. But I think I made that transition to active labor pretty quickly and just didn't realize it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and I ended up timing one of my contractions and being like, oh, wow, that was from start to finish. That was over a minute long. And then I was like, uh, probably should call her now. Mm-hmm. Um, she was I, te- I was texting with her all day. So she knew you know, what was going on. Um, but I also didn't want to have her come and just have to sit around and wait for me, you know? So it was kind of like, when do I, when do I call? Like, I just didn't know. Um, but like I said, I did get to a point where, um, it scared me. I started getting scared because it felt it, it was so painful. And so I did call her, 
crying mm. <laughs> and said, I need you to come now. And she was like, all right, I'm, I'm ready. I'm coming. Um, my husband called the photographer and told her as well, like, I think it's time, you know, so she was headed while um, my midwife, Jennifer, was on her way. I was in the bathroom and I had a contraction in there and I, I did, I got a sense like I could have pushed mm -hmm. and that really scared me because I was like, did I wait too long? Um, I may have waited too long, you know, um, and she wasn't there yet. So how far away was she from you? You know, she was probably like 10 or 15 minutes away. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't far. And, and I knew that. And she, she was just ready for me all day, which right. was such a, a, I'm so thankful. Um, so <laughs> she got there. I was so, so relieved when she walked in, I was actually standing in our shower when she walked in, I was just kind of hunched over um, because at that point, you know, I'd started leaking and I actually didn't know if I was peeing or leaking. <laughs> Who's to say? Um, yeah, you never know. So um, I was standing in the shower, just having, um, just still having those contractions. And, um, and she was, she came in and she was just so, um, so quiet and calm and that just helped me so much and she was just like you're fine you're gonna be okay you know and it was very comforting having her um be there she was like if you want me to check you i think that would be a good idea um, just so I kind of know where you are and if I need to get the other, her, her, um, apprentices to come. And, um, I was like, okay, yeah, I think I, I do want you to check me and just see where we are. So, um, got on my bed and I was actually pretty scared of her even touching me at that point. Um, cause I was in so much pain but she checked me and I was already at 10. Wow. And I can't, I mean, I cried tears of joy. <laughs> she was like, Kelly, you're going to meet your baby soon. And like, I cannot tell you the relief when she told me that I was 10 and ready. Wow. And um, just that I had done so much of the hard work already. Like it was over, you know, and it was such a relief. I was so thankful um, because that part was probably uh, half, half was the ring of fire that I was scared of and, and half was the getting to 10 centimeters. So right. I already finished um, half of it. I felt like, you know, mm -hmm. um, so she said, all right, Trey, go, go get the tub ready. Um, so we had the perfect spot in our new room Um right the corner, you know, with the ship lap behind it. It's perfect. <laughs> um, and he set the pool up and um, in the perfect timing, they took me to the pool and I really wanted it. So anybody who's considering a water birth, I do want to say I was very, uh, I questioned, is that going to feel good to me? Am I going to want to get in water? Um, so I, I really honestly didn't know how I was going to feel in the moment. But once I got in the water and I wanted it really warm, my midwife, I think, probably would have preferred it to be a little more lukewarm. Um, but I wanted it warm because I just knew that that would just feel so good to me. And so when I got in, it was a great temperature um, and felt so good. And one of the reasons I think it felt so good is because before I got in the water, I think subconsciously I was trying to like tense and hold in anything. Like I was, I didn't want to pee on an, on the floor. I didn't want to pee on my bed. I, I didn't, I didn't want to leak. And so like, I feel like I was tensing um, to try to prevent that when like I got in the water, 
I was like, okay, I'm in the water now. Like I can just, I can like totally relax my bottom and mm-hmm. like let, let whatever's going to happen, happen, mm-hmm. you know? Whatever needs to come out can come out. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and um, so when I got in, I did that. I made a, a conscious effort to stop tensing, you know, mm-hmm. or holding in whatever I was trying to do. And um, so, yeah, I, I just... It felt felt really good just to to be there finally, and um, I'm trying to remember the timeline of how quick things happened. But mm-hmm. once I got in, I was still having the contractions, ones that you can kind of just take your breath away, you know, just like you you're focused and you're almost seeing stars. They're so bad. Um, but like I said before. They, the height of it was really fast. Like it, the height didn't last that long. And so as soon as that was over and I could come back down, I was fine. And, you know, I kept saying to my midwife, like Jennifer, I was like, is this, is this as bad? I can do this, but is it getting worse? Is it going to get worse? And she was like, it might get worse. I don't, you know, it was kind of a hard question for her to answer, you know? Um, But she was uh, monitoring the baby's heart heartbeat with her Doppler and everything was sounding good. Um, I had, a, I really didn't have that many more contractions in the water. Um, I felt one and I felt like I needed to push and my body did that on its own pretty much. And the top of my, um, so the, the water bag broke and it popped out like a champagne cork, <laughs> literally, literally the piece of the bag shot out. Oh my word. And she was like, I've never seen anybody do that before. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, she got the little fishnet and like got it out of the water and like showed it to us and was like, <laughs> oh, there's the top of your bag, you know? Um, so we all got a good laugh out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I did want to say how many people were at my house at this point. Um, my mom, who lives on the property here with us, um, she was here. My sister it, it also lives on the same property with us. Uh, my best friend had come in from Lexington, South Carolina. So she had made it in and was making a full buffet of what she calls tailgate food in my kitchen. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Like, I mean, it it was amazing. (laughs) I I was like, this is a, it was literally a party. Um, I had a babysitter there with my three youngest children and some of my older ones were hanging out with her too for a little while. I had a photographer, the midwives, um, like I said, my husband, all my kids. Um, so it was, it was like a party and it was Mm -hmm. wonderful. Um, anyway, so, you know, they're all kind of just standing around the pool watching all this, uh, happen. Um, so back to pushing, I had another really strong contraction and, um, basically like I just I'll I'll just say like this is something I've never felt in my whole life it was this just this feeling of like needing to push something out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not being able to even control it like it was just happening to me you know what I mean um and all of a sudden her head came out um she Jennifer said you did it you did it that was the ring of fire that was it and I was like I don't know I don't know if this is it you know um and uh the cord was wrapped around her neck actually two times Mm. so um I don't think we knew that until she came out but um I had one more surge that's a that's a good word for it Mm -hmm. a surge of just like, you got to push this out. 
and her body came out like seconds later. Wow. Um, Jennifer saw, you know, the cord and just quickly, you know, untangled it right around, uh, off of her neck. Um, I was bent over and had my um, arms on the side of the pool. So whenever I pushed, I pushed her out the back of me and she just shot out like a rocket. I mean, wow. it was it was intense. And so I didn't even see her until she was like, she's out, she's out, you know, and I had to turn around and, and there she was like just floating in the water. You know, of course her was there, you know, supporting her and, you know, she had taken the cord off, but, um, from around her neck and I was able to just scoop her up. And, um, of course we didn't know what if it was a boy or a girl and so um I kind of you know Jennifer had told me before with water birth that you don't have to like immediately scoop the baby up out of the water and that you can just be very gentle and wait a second and so I was able to see her in the water mm-hmm. and moved her cord and I saw that it was a girl and uh, of course was announced it to everybody watching in the room um, and scooped her up and put her on my chest. And it was, it was the most beautiful moment. I would do it. I would do it again. A hundred times. I love to hear that. Yeah. And I I forgot to say this too. I, uh, whenever I had pushed, already pushed the, I had broken my water, I guess. I realized how fast things were happening. And I told my my best friend, go get my girl, go get the girls, go get the girls. Mm -hmm. Because my four oldest girls, um, they are 11, 10, eight, and six. I wanted them to be able to watch. And so she had to rush and get them. And they Mm -hmm. literally came into the room for that last surge and saw her be born. And, um, it was just, oh man, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Like it was so wonderful. And they got to watch their sister be born and see me go through something that I was really scared of mm-hmm. and that I did it. And that's really all I kept saying after I pushed, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it. You know, mm-hmm. I was so happy to see my baby, but also like, I was just so thankful that I had made it, that I did something that I was really scared of and I, I succeeded. Yeah. And um, praise God, praise God for his mercies and his protection over us. I'm, I'm really thankful. Oh gosh. And I remember we talked about in your previous interview, you know, you had said, you know, people, people have said to me, like, you just wait, just wait until you feel like how you feel after you've done it. Do you think that those moments afterwards lived up to what people had said they would be like? Yes, totally. And my mom even asked, we, you know, we videoed the whole thing. So I've, I love like going back and watching it. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom even said, how do you feel Kelly? And I was like, I feel great. (laughs) it, It wasn't, um, it just wasn't like, as bad as I thought it was going to be, or it wasn't bad at all. It, you know, there was that momentary pain and, and then it was over in seconds. And I realized that not everybody has that experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I I literally shot my baby out, like, like Mm -hmm. I said, a rocket. So, I mean, it was very fast. And, um, so yes, it, it was, it exceeded all of my expectations uh-huh. and, um, just being in my house, um, with my family and my kids being able to see it, uh, you know, I can, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'd also like to say that the water, something about the water just made it feel so much more, um, I don't know how to explain it. Lubricating. Is that, is that like a thing? Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, it, you got to think about the fact that it's also giving you some counter pressure. Like there's that buoyancy that's pressing on you from one side, allowing for that counter pressure. Yeah. I mean, it, it really was great. Uh, the water, the water aspect was wonderful. And I will also say something that my sister pointed out. She was like, that was such a modest birth. Not that that mattered. I really I really didn't care about that. I had, every, you know, everybody in the room has, everybody who was there, like um, my best friend, my sister, my mom, and obviously Trey <laughs> has been, have been in the, in all of my births. So right. like it was nothing, you know, that I felt like I needed to hide or from my, my daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way I gave birth, like, you didn't see anything. It was so much more modest than my hospital births, you know, because I wasn't like spread Eagle on a a, display (laughs) on a bed, you know, (laughs) nobody saw anything until, I mean, they just saw the baby come out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I I loved that part of it though. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was beautiful. And, and, and if you, I am very pro home birth. I can't believe I'm on the home birth train now, but I am. And it, and it, yeah, it was beautiful and wonderful. And I wish that I had done it before now. Mm, gosh, but how amazing that you did find that courage to do it, even in the face of fear. It, it reminds me of um, Dr. Rachel Reed, And she always says, um, when talking about fear of birth and kind of being scared, she talks about how like, you know, a lot of people try to take all of the fear away and how that's not even like fear plays a bit of a role in psychological, I mean, in physiological childbirth and to like say, oh, you shouldn't feel any fear is kind of off base. Like you shouldn't have like extra unnecessary fear, but a little bit of fear is, is totally normal. And she always says, feel the fear and give birth anyway. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it, it was definitely, it was definitely something that I was very fearful of, but, um, I think, yeah, like you said, like a healthy fear is, is good because you do need to, you know, think about a lot of things and be careful in your decisions and um, find somebody who can help you, you know, a good midwife. And um, I couldn't have done it without my midwife. Mm -hmm. She like really, I say she was really my rock in this and telling me and knowing that I could do it and believing in me. And um, I was very impressed with their um, professionalism. And I, you know, I guess if you're not in this home birth world and you've never done it before, you don't know much about it, you could maybe assume that it's just somebody who comes and kind of just helps you have a baby. But like she did a lot of work prior to me having the baby. She was charting everything. I mean, she knew so much about me and mentally and physically and even in the moment of giving birth you know she's she's assisting me but her apprentices who were there are literally like recording everything that's happening Mm -hmm. you know like from you know how long it took me how many times I pushed how long it took me before I got the head out and then how long it took before the head from the head to the body you know and like those are things that I'm not necessarily thinking about, but there are so many things that she is intuitively paying attention to that. Like I, I would have never thought about, do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It it goes back to that relationship building too. Like when you talk about how she knew you emotionally and physically, gosh, I mean, isn't that what you guys were establishing over all of these months of care. Right. And, and just her, like her knowledge of, of everything that she's doing. I mean, she's, she's done this for a long time and she trained for a long time to do it. And that gave me a lot of comfort. Um, Like even, you know, after, after Olive, Olive is our daughter's name. Um, Yes. Olive, after Olive, 
was born, she, you know, we talked about the cord being wrapped around her neck, which, you know, did not scare Jennifer at all. Like, I mean, she just like intuitively just took it right off of her neck quickly. Um, but she said, you know, even when you were in labor and I was listening with the Doppler, I did hear a little something that caught my attention in her, in her heart rate, but nothing that, you know, concerned me, um, a lot, but like just the fact that she had already kind of picked up on that, you know, in that moment and, but, but was already just prepared for something Mm -hmm. like that. And, um, that is really cool. I think it is. It's amazing. I've heard some midwives say it like, you know, every, vital sign, the way that the baby's behaving in labor, it all tells a story. Like it all paints a picture of what's going on and, and really honing in on those cues. That's what keeps midwifery so safe. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. And and this was not long ago that you had Miss Olive. How many, how old is she now? So tomorrow she'll be three weeks. Oh, she's just three weeks young. How is this postpartum going? It's been great. It's been really great. I loved uh, just being at home. Like I said before, just as soon as she was born, um, I, you know, we put a shower curtain, a plastic shower curtain over our new couch in the new room. <laughs> and um, I laid, you know, with sheets and stuff and I laid down and, we did all of the um, newborn check and everything that she needed to check on me and nursing all in on that couch with all of my family around. We, we were able to toast, have a toast to um, Olive and um, all of these people that I love so much were there in, were there in my house. Um, I mean, we probably with kids. I mean, we probably had like, 20 something people in the house, you know, um, <laughs> celebrating. It was like a party. It was like a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, that was so special. And my photographer was there to capture all of that. Um, wonderful, all the wonderful moments. Um, so, you know, being able to be home, like I said, after all of that was over, you know, I just came and got in my bed and um, they stayed a good while and the midwives just to make sure I was feeling okay. And the baby was doing well and nursing and, um, and yeah, I would, it wasn't in a hospital. <laughs> it was great. Yep. You did it. Yeah. It, it really, I can't say enough good things about it. I am just so thrilled, Kelly. I'm so excited that, you know, you, you did, you, you took the time to prepare you, you found your midwife, one that you really trusted and clicked with, and then you did the darn thing. Like, it's just so exciting and amazing. And I do feel like this, this episode in relation to your previous one is going to be so helpful to so many mothers, um, those who feel the same. I know you're not the only one. I know you're not oh, the only one no. who's like, oh, I, I want to do it, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, so I'm so thrilled to have this as a resource. And I cannot wait to see your birth photos and hopefully share some of those as well, because I'm really yeah. excited about that new room too. Yeah, they, the whole thing was beautiful. The pictures are beautiful. My photographer was like, thanks for giving birth at 6.55. Like, that was what time I ended up having her. Thanks for giving birth at 6.55 in the summer where the lighting was perfect. Oh, amazing. <laughs> that is the best. Oh, well, Kelly, as we wrap up, is there any last tokens of advice or words of wisdom that you have for our listeners? I would just say if you're on the fence and um, you're scared of doing something like this, I would just say, if I can do it, you can do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because after five wonderful epidurals that worked just, just perfectly, (laughs) 
and <clears throat> I decided to not go that route and it was beautiful and it was everything and more that I could have ever imagined. And I'm just so thankful. So yeah, I would just say, just do it. Oh, that's amazing. And I will be so excited to share these images. If you want to follow along on Kelly's, just she's got so many cool things going on uh, with her little homestead, her family farm. Uh, Kelly, do you want to share your Instagram for people to follow? Yeah, I'm at Kelly Ingram. So it's K-E-L-L-I and then Ingram is I-N-G-R-A-M. So there are two I's in the middle. But yeah, I love I love photography. I love um, taking pictures of my kids and our life here and uh, sharing that with everybody. And it's it's fun. And um, I'm just really thankful for this opportunity to talk to you about this newest baby of ours and um, hope that I can I hope that I was an encouragement to anybody listening. 100%. I already know that you were, and it was such an honor to have you back. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming back on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. How cool is it that we were able to take that journey with Kelly? She was nervous even when she entered labor, but she was triumphant. As we jump into this week's episode roundup, there are a few things that really caught my attention. Number one, Kelly mentioned how this pregnancy felt very similar in manageability to her second pregnancy. She shared how even though that was a decade ago, she was able to take care of herself and especially appreciated the care she received from her chiropractor. Number two, Kelly said, I really wanted to see what my body would do naturally. I love that she allowed her body to go into labor on its own this time. It can be such a mind game to just relax and allow our babies to come on their own terms, but how incredible is it when the process does go perfectly according to its own plan? I pushed myself into labor with my first and did not with my second, and I will never push my labor and I will never push myself into labor ever again. Number three, I could cry at what Kelly said. I'd do it again a thousand times and it exceeded all expectations. Remember, this is coming from someone who was so nervous about the pain of her experience. And that leads me to our final point for this week. Kelly said, if I can do it, you can do it too. I hear that from mothers all the time, and I love that sentiment. Listen, that's what this community is all about, to bolster one another up and let each other know that we are here for support. If I can do it, you can do it too. Okay, my friends, that's all I've got for you today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.